Hey guys, welcome back to Jesus Time, where we are going to talk about what Jesus tells us in our time with Him. And not just in our time with Him that we set aside, which is so important. And I hope everyone does this because creating space for Christ is the best. Creating space for Him to talk to us and to connect with us and to transform us is so important. But today, I'm going to talk about how God has transformed me over years of time, over years of Jesus times, and how incredible and complete and deep His redemption So from the title of the podcast, you already know, (laughs) Daddy Issues, Redeemed. But I have to start by giving you guys the background on the Daddy Issues. And I will be honest, I do not enjoy talking about this because in my mind it's done. And I don't like to revisit things that are already done, things that I've moved past. But because I want to share what God has done, I think it's so important to see where I was (laughs) to begin with. So um, once upon a time, I lived with my mom, my dad, my sister, their relatives in and out here and there, but primarily that, right? The nuclear family. And then my father was not always present. Um, a little bit later in my childhood. Early on, I I remember him being around and being funny and being silly and very friendly with people. And we'd go through the McDonald's drive-thru and he would talk to the worker as if he knew them. I was like, Dad, do you know her? He's like, no. Oh, okay. (laughs) So it was kind of a, it was a really fun dad, right? Funny dad. He also had this side of him that I don't remember, but my sister had to remind me where I would bring home good grades, not perfect grades. And he would say, ah, whatever. I had straight A's and I had straight A's in school. You should get them too. I was like, okay. And maybe he was joking. It wasn't an angry thing that he said, but I think part of me took that in. And there was a, a desire I had early on to achieve, to, to have this perfection uh, and elitism in school and in, in the things I put my hands to. So um, after a few years of fun, silly dad, um, there kind of came an absent dad. He would leave for weeks or months at a time and come back. And I just thought that's the, you know, that's the way things went because that's what I knew. Also during this time, I think he and my mom grew distant and other issues came up, which I will not get into here, but they weren't good. His choices weren't good. And one day he left and never came back. And I remember feeling angry and confused, but mainly angry because there was power in anger and anger drove me to achieve big things. When I was in eighth grade in middle school, I did get straight A's 
on my report card. And I remember my math teacher, Mrs. Wooten, I told her, I was like, hey, I got straight A's. She's like, what? Oh, let me see that. And she saw my report card. She smiled. She's like, oh, look at that. I haven't seen that in a long time. And that was it. And it was a very under-celebrated event in my life that I still remember vividly. And my dad wasn't here to see that. And so even in my achievement, there was this silence. There was this disapproval. Not spoken, but unspoken. Because my brain filled in the blanks. And so this continued, this anger, this bitterness, this drive to achieve and prove something to someone who would never see, acknowledge, or say anything about it. And then I met Jesus. I was 19 years old and I came face to face with the God of the universe in a moment I'll never forget. I saw my wretchedness and I despaired and then I saw his holiness and feared and then I saw his forgiveness in Christ and was so relieved my life was transformed and I was like oh my goodness yay Jesus but when people would pray to the father that word meant very little to me and I felt very disconnected so my daddy issues came into my faith my walk with Jesus and I remember everyone it seemed loved that verse We cry out, Abba, Father. And I thought that was so silly. You might as as well have said, Abba, Pickles, because it had the same effect on my heart. And so God began to re-parent me, to re-father me. And I had to learn some things over the years. I had to learn that... He would never leave or forsake me. He would never leave or forsake me. With God, there would neither be a physical or emotional abandonment. Okay, I started to receive that. But it was in the contract. So I kind of thought was doing that begrudgingly, but I accepted it. And then I read about how he rescued me because he delights in me. And I thought, oh, Lord, your commitment to stay with me is not begrudging. It is one of genuine love. And I don't understand that, but I like it. And the prodigal son, when the father opened his arms and his face and his posture rejoiced and ran to his son, I saw the personality and the posture of my God towards me, of a father who was committed to me and loved me because he wanted to, because he delighted in me, because there was an emotion attached to the commitment. And I took years to receive that, to believe that, to allow those truths to transform me, to come to a place where I did not have to earn approval through my achievements. I did not have to long for a voice that said, good job, I'm proud of you, because God's voice was saying that to me in very real, personal, intimate, emotional, authentic, connecting ways. 
Yay, God. But you guys, of course, God's redemption is more than what we think. It always is. So probably a year or two ago, my sister, my mother, and I received these Facebook messages from a man in California saying, hey, I'm looking for a man that I, I'm pretty sure is my father, and I think you guys are my sisters. And we're like, what? And of course, the first thing we thought was, oh, this is a scam. Let's not respond until our friend gifted us an ancestry DNA test. We took it, and then the results came back. Sure enough, we had this half-brother out there from our dad who uh, he uh, had this baby, this man, this person years before he met my mom. But we have, we have this half-brother now. Oh my gosh, that's weird, but cool. And so through Facebook messaging, we talked with him, we connected with him. His name's Eric, my brother. And he was so nice and loving and there was a genuine interest in getting to know us and I remember the first one of the first messages he sent to me specifically after I shared about my life and who I was and he said something like oh my goodness you seem so nice you seem like a wonderful person and I'm so glad I got to know you something to that effect and it wasn't even in so many words but I wept because there was some part of my father out there who still wanted to know me and who who approved of me and praised me and I didn't even know that that was left in me to crave okay Jesus I received that that's amazing and then I didn't touch it for a while because I didn't want to mess it up Fast forward a couple years to recently when my husband and I took a trip for our anniversary and his birthday. We went out west and it was my husband's idea to meet my brother. And at first I thought, no, no, that's too emotional. That's too intense. I don't know if I can handle it. And my husband, because he is wise and loving and all the good things, encouraged me to move forward. And I did. And guys, I met him. I met my brother face to face. I was so nervous and I am so thankful. We met at a restaurant along with his two grown daughters who are also wonderful, my nieces. Uh, And I have two beautiful little grandnieces, beautiful. And the conversation was so wonderful and so easy and so filling. And there were so many little things that let me know, yep, we are related. And we continued talking for hours. When the girls had to go, we continued. We went over to the Panera next door. We had coffee. We continued talking for hours. And it was so incredible. It was so incredible. And I kept looking at his face and I kind of saw what I remember to be my father a little bit in his eyes and nose. And this man genuinely wanted to know me. He wanted to know about my father because he'd never met him, our father, I should say. And I felt bad I couldn't remember more. But we connected, guys, and we felt 
such genuine love for one another. It was incredible. It was incredible. And I saw the eyes of my father. Looking at me. Loving me. Knowing me and wanting to know me. And I didn't know that I wanted that, but I did. And that was amazing. And I, I don't even know why I'm crying. <laughs> I'm not always in tune with my difficult emotions and God is helping me work on that. But when I say daddy issues redeemed, there is a redemption there. And it's just the beginning of this part of my story. My sister wants to invite him for Thanksgiving and I hope he comes. Oh my gosh. And I hope my nieces come and stay with us and, and bring the babies. And Because there is, there is more there. There is more there to be connected, to be known, to be healed, to be blessed, to be redeemed. And... And I still am sitting in this situation not believing it, but I'm so thankful for it. And I'm thankful for the more and the good that is to come. And so I just wanted to share this time that is very personal because I wanted to proclaim and testify to what God has done and is continuing to do. His redemption is never just on the surface it is so deep and so complete and I know now that it is continuing and it it is good because God is good and the fathering and the refathering that he does is so good so guys I hope that you can give yourselves over to not only the Jesus time in your day but the Jesus time in your story, whatever your story is. I love you guys so much and I will continue to process and share as much as God does in my life so that you can be encouraged. I love you so much. God bless.